0: Hello, Inquiring Minds, and welcome to the first episode of Matt's Mind. This is a podcast dedicated out of the pure love and joy of learning and learning science specifically. Um, I like to talk about a little bit of everything, but mainly science and philosophy, uh, fringe theories, this, that, and the other, but uh, I try to be as accurate as possible, so don't take anything for gospel, and that's not just with me, that's with any other podcaster, Uh, I'm not a PhD. I don't have an extreme education, but I do have an extreme uh, desire to tell the truth. I passionately hate misinformation. So uh, all that being said, I do try to get things as accurate as possible, but no one's perfect. So I do hope you enjoy uh, the very first episode. We're going to be talking about consciousness and what little we do know about it. Uh, So thank you for joining me and let's get started. If you were to ask any random person, what they think the definition of consciousness is, you know, they would think it's being awake, uh, being able to communicate, talk pretty much what we do all during our waking lives, uh, aside of, you know, obviously when we're asleep. So it's without a doubt that, yeah, it's in the brain, but where at in the brain. Well, we can't exactly point to a very specific part of the brain because it all works together Uh, to form this web or this uh, interacting net of consciousness. If someone is conscious, then they are walking around or just simply sitting and moving. Uh, That requires motor skills, and that's a specific part of the brain. Uh, Logic and reasoning, another part of the brain, all of these things work together to form what we call consciousness. Analyze the processes and what's going on even further And you have synapse firings, which is just an electrical communication from one neuron to another. And that's every time you have a thought, every time you move your arm, all of these things are creating a synapse firing. Or, well, the synapse firing is creating the movement, rather. And in that sense, we are absolutely electrical creatures. Uh, Every time your arm moves or anything like that, an electrical signal is sent from the brain to the arm to tell it what to do. Now, all of that is fairly common knowledge. I'm sure most of you already knew this, but what's not so common knowledge, or I guess what's kind of theoretical at this point in time is, okay, if you have an electrical body and you also have something called the magnetosphere, which encompasses everyone all around us uh, at all times. It's the reason we have uh, protection from solar winds. It's the reason we have aurora borealis. It's the reason magnets stick to your refrigerator. And it's technically theoretical, but we pretty much think it's because we have an iron core. Uh, We have what's called an earth dynamo, which is basically a complex movement of different layers of the earth uh, that generates a magnetic field. And like I said, that magnetic field protects us from uh, solar winds and uh, everything else. So that being said, that magnetosphere and magnetism and electricity go hand in hand, mind you. That magnetosphere, which is penetrating through everyone at all times, would technically connect us all at all times. So, you know, this is very fringe and kind of out there theory, but if there was something scientific to psychics or things similar to that, that might explain it, would it not? I mean, you know, that person across the room that says that they are psychic uh, and able to read my thoughts and minds and everything... Well, they're not touching me. They're not connected to me. There's, there's no way that their brain over there could be connected to my brain over here. But technically, it is. And this is, this is not something that is very far out there. We have uh, certain equipment that you can hook up to the, your skull, and it can measure your brain waves. And your brain waves actually emit out of the body. It's, it's not just an inch or two. Some of them are detected feet outside of the human skull, which is, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and so, yeah, that being said, we kind of are connected and there kind of could be a logical explanation to psychics. Now I will say this, uh, not all what you would call psychic people are true and honest. Of course, there's just like with anything else out there, there will be the charlatans, there will be the people trying to take advantage of other people, but as far as there being an actual logical explanation to what's going on, that seems to make the most sense. My wife specifically has had uh, multiple situations where she has had friends that were pregnant, uh, you know, about to be due, and just one random night, she would, my wife would have a dream that her friend had the baby. And this has happened multiple times, but she has woken up to text from that friend saying that, hey, I had the baby. So yeah, that absolutely could be coincidence, of course, but what would be the statistics on that? What would be the chances of that, you know, and having it happen multiple times? So yeah, I mean, like I said, it very well could be a coincidence, but it very well could mean that we're all connected. And that just makes more sense than anything else because we all in this society that we live in, we all tend to have what I like to call the main character syndrome. We like to think that we're just the center of the story. We're the main character, uh, and everything happens around us, but that's simply just not true. Uh, we are all connected. We are all in our own individual space and we all have everything happening, but we're so much more connected than we realize. We are so much more, um, or so much less rather of the main character in this grand, amazing story of life and existence here on earth. So that being said, you know, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to lean towards there being something to this. I mean, I'm a very logical person. I like to find the truth of things, but um, I want to know how things work, why things are the way that they are. When I was a kid, I used to get in trouble for taking apart the remote and in one form or another, I get in trouble today for taking things apart, but that's just how I am. I like to analyze things and understand them. But the more you obsess over that understanding, the wider and more complex the spectrum of just simple complexity to the situation gets. And the more you realize that, yeah, there's so much more to this than just a simple little brain uh, in my simple little bubble. We're all connected somehow. uh, And I'm not the main character. So I think uh, obviously and truly social media has a major, major impact on that as far as us believing that we are the main character to this story of life. If every single day you have the intent and thought in your mind that you're going to take a picture of yourself, or you're going to have this thought that you want to tell everybody or show everybody. And, you know, you want everybody to get that, uh, the reaction to it, like it and all of these things. And what you're doing is you're constantly training yourself to, to be wired to just only find dopamine in this way or find, um, validation of your life in this way. And that's, it's super toxic in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. But one very obvious one is that it creates this main character syndrome and it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just life. That's just how we are. We're not perfect. Uh, we are greedy, uh, crazy little humans and that's just how it is. But, um, it is also unfortunate that we don't look into more of the fringe sides of all of this more because, you know, you've got people that will be ridiculed for this or that or whatever, but that's how it's been in the past. We, at one point in time, thought that the world was flat and anybody that thought that it was round got laughed out or sometimes killed. So, uh, ignorance can be very toxic It can spread just like a disease. But, uh, I think at the end of the day, yeah, it's just something that we're going to have to explore more on without all of the taboos attached to it. But in talking about the, uh, constant connection to electricity and electromagnetic. So since we're all connected, uh, through the magnetosphere and the magnetism and electricity go hand in hand, since we're all connected, through this electrical field, let's talk a little bit more about that electrical field. So uh, basically, anytime you have a transference of an electron, you're going to have electricity uh, roundabout one way or the other, uh, very crude way of dis- describing it, but that's basically it. And so, you know, let me step back for a second and just uh, paint you a little illustration here of bumblebees or any kind of bee, for example, if it's flying through the air, it's constantly generating a positive charge within its body because every time it flaps its its wings, it charges the particles in the air around it. And then those electrons of the charged particles transfer t- to it, to its body. And so it's actually a perfect thing to happen for the bee because what that allows it to do is first off they have uv vision so they're able to see where the fly- the flower may be and they're a- actually able to detect which flower specifically that they should land on based off of the flower's electrical charge bees are actually able to you know, fill with their hairs, with everything on them, the, uh, the electrical difference between this flower or that flower. So why would that matter? Well, if they sense a flower that has a, a, a negative or a grounded, very grounded charge to it, then obviously another bee has landed there to dissipate that charge or to equalize that charge. And so they don't want to go there. It's already been forged for all of its uh, resources, if you will. So they'll fly until they find another flower that has a very strong charge, you know, and they're very uh attracted to it and then that's the one that they land on. So uh that being said, we are no different. We throughout the day are completely insulated uh and isolated from grounding ourselves to the earth. Um the earth itself is well the ground is a ground. Uh, it grounds all of the uh, electrons that uh, want to equalize, because the earth is just a basically a big battery. It's a big negative, and the higher up in the atmosphere atmosphere you get, you have more uh, positively charged um, particles and this, that, and the other. And so, yeah, the earth is a big battery. The, the ground is a negative, the atmosphere is a positive. So you wake up in the morning, And all throughout the night, you have slept on a bed that was not grounded to the earth. Uh, you're elevated on the bed and even the metal legs of the bed themselves touching your floor. It's still not grounded because the floor itself, uh, you know, being vinyl planks, being wood, anything like that carpet, it's very electrically, uh, insulated. It's, it, it can't transfer that. So you wake up, you get out of bed, you put your shoes on, you go to work, you do all these things all throughout your day, and then you come home, and that entire time, you were not once grounded, unless you touched like a metal door, uh, you touched your car door, anything like that, and you felt like a static shock. Well, that static shock is the basically equalizing the your, the electrical charge within you. And so, yeah, you'll have those random times throughout the day where you get equalized, but it actually, it, it's not as fast of a, of a thing to just help your entire body to dissipate all of its electro, electrical charge just by a quick touch. Uh, it, inflammation, for example, uh, there's a white blood cell specifically, that whenever it does its job, it goes to the site of injury or infection, whatever it is, that white blood cell does its job. And to do its job, it actually needs an electron. Uh, And so it steals an electron from its neighboring cell. uh, And sometimes that's a good cell. That's a good healthy cell. And now that good healthy cell is missing an electron and it's not as a, a healthy cell anymore. And so it's almost like a um, domino effect that really causes chronic inflammation. It's uh, it's a, a major component to why we have so many sicknesses today. Um, all because we don't ground ourselves to to balance things out. Uh, and that's not a woo-woo crazy kind of theory to say because, we are electrical creatures. Like I said, your brain works off of electrical firings, your muscles, electrical firings. We live in an electrical world that permeates through us at all times. So you you can't just ignore some of the science and see the other. You know, you you are an electrical creature. You need to be grounded. You need to be back to Mother Earth. Uh, and I know that sound, might sound very... Um, I guess hippie ish to some, but they were on to something with this—the with barefoot, with uh, coming back to earth. It's it's natural. Um, that's where we've been for the majority of our history as bipedal monkey people. I mean, that's just what we've done. We've been connected to the earth. We've been barefoot the majority of the time, and even if we had some makeshift s- shoes, leather or whatever these were still far more connected to the earth than what we are today. We were able to dissipate the positive charge that we have built up throughout the day because we're constantly in nature, constantly grounded in nature to dissipate that charge. And so today, you know, especially since the advent of the, or the invent of the uh, synthetic rubber soled shoe, uh, you're constantly isolated, constantly insulated. And so, yeah, it makes sense. While we have such a chronic inflammation uh, problem in not just the United States, but all over the world, because, you know, you think about modern humans, well, we all have these modern luxuries, this modern building to live in, modern shoes, modern clothes, all these things, they're modern, but they have somehow strayed off the path of what we actually need in life. We don't need shoes that cost $500 just because of the name on it. We, we need, and that doesn't help you, you know, I mean, to each their own retail therapy and everything like that. But basically what I'm trying to say here is we have, uh, gone astray on what it means to be human, uh, what it means to be healthy, how we get healthy. All of these things are lost arts, if you will, uh, just simply because we've become so distracted with our modern lives and luxuries. So, uh, you know, that obviously gives you an arrogance, uh, to think that, well, it's way better now than it was 200 years ago, but why is it that 200 years ago and on back, they, they didn't have chronic inflammation like we do. Um, Yeah, you know, you've got the diet that we basically have. This is terrible. Uh, Most of us eat fast food constantly, uh, daily. I'm guilty of it. I eat it every single day. uh, And that has to have an effect on us. This that goes without saying. And so it's it's, of course, going to build up on us all these toxicities. And if we never correct it, then we should never wonder why we feel so chronically ill all the time. Very recently, I've heard a story uh, about a Native American tribe that had a specific girl in the tribe that was very sick. Um, they, you know, she was just very sick. roundabout just wasn't doing good. And so what they did, well, seem absolutely will seem crazy to most people today, but what they did was they dug a hole into the ground deep enough for her to sit in with her head up above the dirt and they buried her. They buried everything except for her head sticking out of the dirt. So obviously, you know, from our perspective, that seems wild and crazy, but what was going on was she had a lot of surface area all over her entire body that was being grounded to the earth, which meant that any kind of inflammation, any kind of um ailment that she had was able to heal better, more efficiently because she was grounded. All because the uh, the white blood cell that needs the electron. That's it's basically that's a very simple, very crude way of trying to to paint this picture. But that's essentially what's going on. And so, randomly throughout our modern days, our modern lives, if you go up and you get a static shock from a metal door that you touched, yeah, you equalized your charge, but that's just a small little area. And that was just for a small time. So in the case of the, uh, native American girl, she was, um, very much so able to dissipate or equalize the charge that she had over her body. And, you know, as the legend goes, she became healthy and was, was just fine. And so that's that, that really goes to show on how long ago we had all of these things that might seem crazy today, but they had very good use back then. They might not have understood 100% the, uh, the science behind it or what's going on. They might've had, you know, these, um, uh, theories whatever, but basically, uh, what we knew in the past worked. Uh, We were more natural in the past and more connected in the past. So yeah, it just makes sense on why that works. But intuitively, you don't really think uh, that, for example, uh, sticking a a metal rod into the ground and then having a wire to the top of that metal rod coming to you and you holding that wire. You wouldn't really think that that's doing anything. You don't feel anything immediately. and you know, you don't see that none of the senses are getting activated. But what's interesting is the longer you ground yourself, you do start to notice effects. Um, after about maybe 15 minutes or so, uh, at night, for example, before I go to bed, uh, I ground myself through a grounding wire that I have. It might sound sketchy, but basically what it is, is the outlet in your wall. It has the two prongs on top and then the round prong in the middle on the bottom. Now that, that prong on the bottom is your ground. That's, uh, to code what every house has to be, uh, specified to every house has to be grounded because, you know, if there was an electrical, uh, disturbance of any kind, like if lightning struck your house, for example, and you were taking a shower, it might, electrocute you unless you had a ground. Uh, it's just a much better pathway for those electrons to travel through more efficiently to the ground to equalize. And so that's why we have grounding in the house. And, uh, basically, uh, I took apart the, the outlet cover, uh, found the grounding wire on there. I attached a cut drop cord wire, to that end and put the plate back on and so now the other end of the wire i hold before i go to sleep at night and trust me i know how crazy and how weird that sounds but i'm not kidding whenever i say that i can be absolutely wired from the day so much energy couldn't even begin to think that i could fall asleep and i lay down lay on my back i hold that wire and immediately nothing happens nothing. I don't feel anything, but over the course of about 15 minutes or so, I get very sleepy and I'm not talking about, uh, just kind of tired from, you know, less resting and laying down for a while. I get really tired and it's, it's a better quality of sleep throughout the night that I get, uh, from that. And that's the number one thing reported, uh, from people that try grounding and different things like that. But, uh, it's, it absolutely is amazing. And I will go into this saying that I was very skeptical, um, skeptical, even though I understood the science behind it. I understood that there is something to this. Uh, we are electrical creatures and I understand, uh, electric electricity basically. Uh, so yeah, it makes sense, but still it's not something very, um, obvious to the mind. Like, oh yes, that makes sense. So uh, yeah, I tried it the first night uh, and to my amazement, well, I'll say this. So the very first night that I tried it, I did, I fell asleep great, fell asleep fast uh, all throughout the night, but woke up thinking, that ah, was a coincidence. There's no way. So the next night I tried it, same result. The next night I tried it, same result. Now that's profound because I never have you know, three nights in a row where I'm getting good sleep it's just that rare. Uh, but this actually helped me sleep throughout the night. Uh, I felt great the next morning. And so basically, you know, your, your circadian rhythm, uh, has to, well, it gets messed up all throughout the day, basically, because we have our electronic devices that we look at, uh, and we have lighting, uh, all these different things, caffeine, all these different things come into play And it really makes you um, a little more energized than you should be. And this, of course, messes with your natural rhythms, your natural sleep patterns. Uh, Before we had modern lighting, the best we had were candles, uh, and definitely no cell phones. So back then, we had no artificial light to trick the brain into thinking, oh, it's the sun still out. Um, Back then, when the sun set, there was pretty much no light. And the brain would automatically go into its natural rhythm, and you would get sleepy, and you would sleep throughout the night, and all was well. But it's not that way today. We have electricity, we have cell phones, we have uh, you know all these entertaining things that we can't put down until oh wow now I'm only going to get a few hours of sleep tonight. Uh, and so these things really build up. They they you know lack of sleep, lack of nutrition, all of these things add up. And it's no wonder that America is so sick. Uh, It really makes tons of sense, but it all ties back in to electricity and how we are electrical creatures existing in an electrical world. And that only seems the reason that if we have problems, if we have ailments of whatever kind, well, if we are so fundamentally electrical, why not search for electrical Solutions, and you know, as wild and crazy as it may be, things like earthing it really does help. Um, but it all helps because, like I said, we're all electrical creatures. So things like EMF we experience all throughout our daily lives. We have Wi-Fi, we have cellular frequencies coming through us. We have all of these things constantly giving us electromagnetic uh, radiation. So if you ever just feel like you need a really good reset, go camping. You don't even have to go camping. You can just be out in nature. Uh, and if, if you don't want to take your shoes off and be grounded, then just touch the dirt. Just touch the ground. Be out there in nature. Be out there where we have been for the majority of our existence as a species. We are not these modern, uh, weird amalgamations that we have created today. We, we used to be out in nature all the time. So if you're ever feeling stressed, uh, just too much anxiety, or you just need to recharge, or you just want to, you know, just feel happy and feel good, get out in nature. Uh, (laughs) and I know that sounds very, uh, like I said, just very crazy and simple to say, but you would be surprised how profound, uh, of a change that that could make on your life. And honestly and truly from the bottom of my heart, I want everybody on this earth to feel good. Uh, we all suffer. That's that's one of the teachings of Buddhism, you know, that we all suffer. And that is so true. Even the uh, the richest of us all, uh, we all suffer in our own ways. And so if we can make that a little better for anybody else, then, you know, that's, that has a an effect that just goes out throughout the world. Maybe they'll make someone else's day better. So-and-so domino effect. And it's simple things like that can, that can make the world a better place. And I really hope that this podcast uh, has been a help to you. It's been, even if it's just been entertaining, uh, if it's sparked some curiosity in your mind, any of those things, I really hope that it's helped you. Uh, I haven't had any structure to this. I haven't written any of this down. I've kind of winged it. uh, And the audio quality is not the best. I know you know this, but I, I basically just want to get all of this, uh, these things in my mind that I have, uh, out there because it's a really good therapy for me to just talk about it. So, uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, it, that's, that means the world to me. It, it absolutely does. And you don't have to hit the like and subscribe button or whatever it is on Spotify, whatever it is, you don't have to do that. Just the fact that, um, someone's listening, someone's helped, whatever. It means the world to me. I'm not here to make money. I'm here to, uh, talk about the things that interest me and just kind of vent all of that out. So all of that being said, thank you so, so, so much to each and every one of you out there. Uh, for listening to the first episode. Like I said, it's, it's not the best. I'm going to try to get better at it. I've never done this before, but I do have a passion for learning and for teaching other people about what I've learned. So thank you so much for each and every one of you. And I hope you all have a great day and thank you so much for being on the first episode of Matt's Mind.